1: Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me as always is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hello, Bunk Funkers. Hey, Andy, you friggin'. You rap scallion. You <laughs> ruffian. You Vagabond. You big dumb jerk. Um, I don't. I don't think that I deserved all those. Let me tell you this, Andy. Were you scared right now when I was calling you all those mean names? Were you getting scared? No, but I was feeling a little deflated. <laughs> well, Andy, I'm sorry to burst your dreams of being a hot air balloon. <laughs> but deflated. If, <laughs> if, if, I'm sorry to burst your dreams of being one of Tom Brady's footballs there you go I've always wanted to be one of Tom Brady's balls (laughs) oh to be caressed by Gronk for a touchdown and then jettisoned into the ground
2: (laughs) then immediately
1: spiked to your death well Andy if those mean names that I called you didn't scare you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think today's episode might scare you what was that Andy that's today's topic
2: snake in my boots (laughs) (laughs)
1: To infinity and beyond That's today's topic, Toy Story? Yeah, today's topic is Toy Story (laughs) Are those toys really alive when you don't look at them? (laughs) That kid's name was Andy too Oh my god, the connections (laughs) There will be a Pixar connection later in the show I promise you that, I promise you that, bunkers. But today, we're talking ghost stories A ghost encounter, or rather The San Pedro Haunting also known as the Jackie Hernandez um haunting. Ooh. Hold your applause. Hold your applause. Okay, yeah. People <laughs> applaud when they're listening to the show and uh they hear us say the episode title, right? Right. We know
2: we know we break occasionally for applause. So feel free to clap your
1: hands, hoot and holler, whatever you feel like you need to do. We know how this medium works, but yeah. You know who really knows how this medium works Andy is the bunk funker who sent in this topic. This person uh knows how how, how all mediums
2: work uh even for speaking to the dead.
1: <laughs> that's right. I mean unconfirmed but um <laughs> <laughs> that's speculative but a big thank you to Lisa D. Lisa D who uh, sent in this wonderful suggestion along with some research of their own and um, a few others as well. Maybe those will come up. They say uh, lots of L.A. history and weird stuff that needs to be debunked. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Lisa, we can't promise that we'll debunk, but we will... Bunk, bunk it up! (laughs) Oh, we'll bunk it up! Oh, we'll we'll bunk bunk it up! up.
1: Bunk, 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 bunk it up! (laughs) Bunk, 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 bunk it up! Hey, and bunk bunkers, if you want to bunk, bunk, bunk it up, and back, back, back it up, or maybe forward, forward, forward it up, or maybe (laughs) forward slash forward slash www. (laughs) Uh, you can look in the show notes. And in the in the description, the episode description, there will be a timestamp. It will say research begins at, then there will be a time code. You know, it'll probably be something like 20, 20 colon something else. And, 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 and the first part before the colon means the minutes. And the second part after the colon means the seconds. And if you scrub ahead on your little audio player or however you're listening to this show, you're going to go straight to when that research begins. You can just skip all this fluff. There's a lot of fluff. We fluff up. We have a fluffer and we fluff up the intro to the, <laughs> the intro to the show. Yeah. I mean, we see
2: this podcast like a pillow. Yeah, It needs to be fluffed before you can really enjoy it.
1: That's right. Well, uh, Bunk Funkers, uh, we hope that you stick around and enjoy it. And a big thank you again to Lisa for sending in this topic. Um, but first, we- Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. We need to um we need to talk about something, Andy. Don't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean this is huge. This is a first. We got a big one. This is we a get, first. Yeah. This is a first and this
2: is uh, uh, this is this is this we didn't see this coming. Uh I think is fair to say. And uh so um funkers throughout the preceding months. Uh, of this year, we've we've been imploring you to keep your eyes open and be on the lookout for Mr. Bunker because mm-hmm. Mr. Bunker has famously been traveling the world uh, while we've been in quarantine and we've been asking you to keep your eyes open and look for him when you're out and about. And we've had lots and lots of time just pure radio silence. But this week, there was a sighting.
0: That's we got right. this
1: uh, We got this from our friend Seize. Seize um, is a OG funker. Been here since episode four. Mm-hmm. Literally the first episode is episode, well, right. episodes one through four are the same. They all released on the same date. I mean, you can't be more OG than that. And of course yeah. it would be Seize. I mean, of course it would be, right? So it would be right. an OG funker. Knows what to look for. Knows how to spot Mr. Bunker in the wild. It's very hard. He's very elusive.
2: He's he's always in a costume. Oh, yeah. Uh, But there's some telltale signs. And C's has all the backstory, uh, all the lore, uh, and is very well equipped to spot Mr. B. And spot Mr. B, C's did.
1: Yeah. So C's Uh, C's wrote us in a big, long message. mm -hmm. Great message. We love receiving messages from you guys. Yeah. He's right. So he says he was walking around with his girl, and they were walking his dog's cousin. First of all, I want to know the family lineage of this dog. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is deep on the dog's family tree here. Dog's, dog's cousin, once removed. So I'll speak to you sees sees this plane flying pretty low. He thinks, oh, that's not, you know, maybe that's not out of the ordinary. You know, maybe that's not a big red flag. You know, Right. There's he's, airports, he's, you know. He says he lives near an airport. Right. Or a couple cities over. But see, here's the thing with being an OG bunk bunker. He says, I faintly heard someone yelling, go listen to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. And they, I started to think, hey, I listen to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. So I look up and what do you know? A bunker sighting. Paragliding from a plane. From from an airplane. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe my eyes. But there was Mr. Bunker. It will go down as one of the best memories of my life. So if you could tell Mr. B, thank you, this made twenty twenty not suck as much, but it still fucking sucks ass. So shrug <laughs> emoji. Thank you for your time. And then he sent a Ed- picture. Photographic evidence. I mean, photographic evidence of, of
2: Mr. Bunker just dangling behind an airplane,
1: which is honestly a super Mr. Bunker thing to do. See, this is huge. I mean, what does this mean? Does this mean that Mr. Bunker is huffing chemtrails to get highs? He taking the world's biggest chemtrail bong rip? Is he trying to outmatch David Blaine? David Blaine just did a magic trick where he floated in the air with some fucking balloons for like eight days straight or some bullshit. I don't know. And now Mr. Bunker is casually paragliding behind a jet plane. You think this is a coincidence? Mr. Bunker's uh, goals
2: sometimes are inscrutable. Um, But he's motivated a lot by jealousy, (laughs) revenge.
1: So it seems likely that he's <laughs> peeved about something. He's he's easily he's pissed off about something. He's trying to settle a score, he's trying to send a message, he's I don't know.
2: He could just be getting a high off
1: of chemtrails and shit. podcast, though. That's
2: also <laughs> a possibility.
1: He could also be inventing a new sport with uh Tony Hawk.
2: <laughs> I'm sure Tony Hawk's involved. There's no doubt. It's uh well established. Everyone knows that
1: um but i mean sees thank you so much for sending this in i mean what a, what an incredible message to receive um we'll let mr bunker know that you spotted him you friggin found him dude in the yeah. wild i mean we not we can't even do that we get captured all the time i mean we used to do you think it's just because we're idiots and seizes
2: has intelligence I guess I never considered that option. Because there are a lot of times where I, I think back and it was like pretty obvious that I was going to be abducted. Probably should have noticed it. If I didn't. Like, C's wouldn't be able to get abducted. Are we the ones that are out of touch, Andy? Are we the idiots? <laughs> no. Are we the rubes? <laughs> no, it's the children who are wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, uh, Bunkfunkers, if you have a bunker sighting, much like C's, please send it in. Let us know. You can email us, MrBunkerPod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram, just like C's did, at MrBunkerPod. You can uh, message us on Twitter, also at mrbunkerpod. Um, And that's it. That's all you can do forever. <laughs> 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 that's it. Those are the only things you can do. <laughs> I don't know. We got we got a list of other. Check us out. We got a website, MrBunkersConspiracyTime.com. We also have Andy, a Patreon. We do, and on this Patreon, patreoncom slash Pod, you can get access to our Patreon-only show called. Uh, I almost called it Mister Bunker. Nope, it's called Andy and Art Debunked. I don't know there what there you called. go. That's that's the <laughs> Patreon show, and. One of the other perks that you can get at the $5 tier besides a new episode of Andy and Art Debunked every month is you can get your very own Bunker Alarm. Now the Bunker Alarm is a classic bit that everyone loves. (laughs) Where we use a piece of stolen Bunker technology. Um, This is Bunk Tech technology that plays a perfectly synced Audio loop. It's Biernal Beats. Biernal beats by Dre. Dr. Dre's Biurnal Beats. <laughs> and Dr. Dre's vegetable beats. Beats by Dr. Dre. Um. Anyway, we have a new patron <laughs> supporter, <laughs> and they are gonna get their very own bunker alarm. This is uh we'd love to give a big shout out to our newest patron supporter. Erica Elizabeth. Erica Elizabeth.
0: Welcome. Um, welcome Erica.
1: Erica mentions that they have some very strong opinions about Taylor ham versus pork roll. Well, we'll be um, sure to we'll be sure to tiptoe around that subject.
2: Yeah, you know, um that was mentioned but I don't think we ever got the full story on that. We got to get the full story on that.
1: Yeah, we got to ask about that. But uh regardless they're gonna get their very own uh bunker alarm here. So Andy, would you like to do you, do you want to cue one up or you want me to do we both we both have pieces of the tech. Yeah, we can either one. I'll I'll go ahead, Art. Alright. All right. Andy's just programming the uh the machinery. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, something snapped.
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. That was okay. my ankle. <laughs> um, right. The bones are very brittle. I haven't oh, been outside fun. in you months. You need
1: to drink more milk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been outside in months. Uh, Art. Uh, okay.
1: The bunker, uh, bunk tech bunker alarm 3000 is ready to go. All right. Here we go. A perfectly synced biurnal uh, beat, perfectly synced for your brain waves. Let's go straight to your frontal lobes. And it'll uh it's BunkTuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else could we say? Yeah. Here we go. I guess uh, Andy, would you like to count down before you uh Yeah, I think a play? countdown is fun. Okay.
2: Three, <laughs> two, one, blast off.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. What a great piece of technology. Oh my goodness. You can't beat bunk tech. It's the bunkiest. It's definitely the bunkiest. Perfectly synced up. Uh I mean, just let that, you know, if you want to play that on repeat, bunk funkers. <laughs> And just let it uh, flow while you study or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, this is like our version of house music. <laughs> yeah. Um, But thank you again to Erica. We really appreciate thank your you, support. Thank you, Erica. Um, if you have the means and you want to consider supporting us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash pod And you can find all the... F- Fabulous perks that we have there, including access to our Discord channel where you can chat with uh, you know, Andy or I and um other bunk funkers. And um Yeah, if you want to send in a bunker alarm, perhaps you you've 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 recorded a drop, maybe you've taken some audio from past episodes and you've synced up your own fun little drop that you think would be fun to play. The bunk tech three thousand can actually um can take those audio pieces and play them out perfectly synced through the magic of bunk tech technology. So send I mean, it in. Let us know. Send, a send something. Yeah, send us sophisticated equipment. Sophisticated equipment. If you send
2: us an audio file, it will allow us to play it <laughs> during this audio uh, medium.
1: It's incredible where technology has come, Andy. I mean, we've been trying to... People have been talking about for years. They're saying oh, you know, in five years, ten years, we're going to be able to play audio. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible that we now have the piece of technology capable of doing it, you know? Hard to believe in the past we would have had to
2: take a picture of the sound and <laughs> send it to each of the Bunk Funkers individually.
1: It's like it's like Back to the Future came out, and we were like, okay, here we go, 15 years, like, 50, you know, in the year 2015, we're going to have... Uh, Hoverboards and the ability to play audio like audio you know? playback. <laughs> Humans have
2: sought it for so long, and finally here it is in the year 2020.
1: <laughs> well, you know what, Andy? Speaking of inscrup inscrupiable. Inscrupiable. Inscrupiable tech. Um, there were some ghost hunters in today's episode who have some inscrupiable tech that never <laughs> failed. <laughs> They sure do have inscrutable tech. <laughs> I couldn't agree with that more. Um now uh Bangkokers this is you know this is a fun this is a ghost story this is a ghost encounter this is a this is a true blue haunting. This isn't yeah. like you know your run of the mill ghost sightings. This is like you know this is real deal. This is um there's some ghostly shit going on. There's there's ghosts, there's apparitions, there's spirits.
2: There's um, Entities
1: There's Thank entities you.
2: Well We're let's not going to not... entities
1: you any longer There right? oh that's a good one That's a good one <laughs> That was pretty inscrupulous <laughs> We're yeah. not going to entities you any longer bunk I'm bunkers. known for my inscrupiable segues <laughs> Because we're going to give you the whole enchilada On the San Pedro haunting Right here a Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast.
2: Bunk Funkers. This week we're taking a trip to California, baby. Surf, sunshine. And hot Rods I wish they all Could be California Girls Wish they all could be California I wish they all Could be California Girls the west coast has the sunshine and the girls all get so tanned i dig the blood dripping down the wall the evil spirits holding me in thrall by a palm tree in the sand i wish they all Hmm. wait a minute art those aren't the lyrics? Oh no. Art. Today's episode isn't a happy sunshine romp through 1950s California coastline. It's a a, a g- 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 ghost encounter. Eek. God, I am not dressed for ghost hunting. I've got to go return this boogie board and replace
1: it with a boogie board. <laughs> Well, Andy, (laughs) while you do that, I mean, go ahead. (laughs) Poor poor Jackie Hernandez wasn't prepared to fight off evil ghostly entities either. See, Jackie is the subject of our topic today, the infamous San Pedro haunting, one of California's most well-known ghost encounters. See, in 1988, Jackie Hernandez, just 23 years old, She was having a bit of a rough time. She was going through a messy divorce with her husband, her ex-husband. She had custody of her two-year-old son, Jamie. She was pregnant with her second child, a girl later named Samantha. She was working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. And she was studying part-time to help advance her career. So in November of that year, she moved into a small bungalow at 593 West 11th Street in San Pedro, California. Little did she know that this move would only put immense stress on her already stressful life. As soon as Jackie moved in, she described to friends and neighbors how she felt like she was being constantly watched by someone or something. Odd occurrences started to occur oddly at first. (laughs) It was trivial, you know, little things like You know, almost like an act of deja vu. You know, an object would go missing and maybe it would reappear in another part of the house or maybe, you know, Jackie would hear this occasional knock or banging noise and no one was ever there when she would investigate. You know, sometimes she would even smell strange smells wafting through the house. I don't know, Art.
2: So far, this this honestly just kind of sounds like the same stuff my wife experiences on a daily basis. Like... Like I'm always I'm always around the house knocking shit over or eating egg salad picking shit up, putting it in other places, eating egg salad, you know. Egg salad. Anywho, Jackie mostly ignored these weird happenstances as her mind playing tricks on her. But one night, Jackie, after putting her son to bed, was sitting and watching some TV when, out of the corner of her eye, she saw some pencils levitate out of the cup holder and then fly toward her as if being thrown by some invisible force. Jackie was a little more frightened of these paranormal events, but still, friends and neighbors were a bit skeptical of Jackie's experiences so far. One evening, Jackie and her neighbor, Susan Castaneda, a frequent babysitter for Jackie, were having dinner together in Jackie's home when they heard a painting fall and crash to the floor in another room when they investigated what had happened the painting was five feet away from where it originally hung unsettling for sure but not nearly as frightening as another occasion where susan claims to have seen a lamp float seven feet above the floor and then crash back
1: down to the floor that damn pixar lamp is at it again well it crushed their eye (laughs) So far, definitely some eerie episodes, but, you know, what makes this haunting so memorable? Well, following the birth of Jackie's second child, Samantha, the activity began to escalate. One day, while doing chores around the house, Jackie discovered a blood-like ooze dripping down from the ceiling along the walls of the kitchen. As Jackie investigated the source of the ooze, she traced it back to the entrance of the attic. Now... This entrance was no door, but instead a square hole cut out from the ceiling with a piece of plaster or drywall or whatever the walls were made out of, covering it. So Jackie stood up on her washing machine so that she could reach the entrance and she pushed the covering up and away. Slowly, she peeked her head through the entrance of the attic, entering into a world of pure darkness in more ways than one. Through the threshold she peered, and in the corner of the old, dusty attic, an object floated up and down. It turned to greet her, and soon rushed towards her, the floating, severed head of a gaunt, withering old man. Startled and shaken beyond belief, Jackie returned from the dark portal of the attic's entrance and vowed never to return. Jesus, Art, that's terrifying. Oh, getting a little freaked out, Andy? Yeah.
2: Ugh, nothing is more terrifying to me, a Zoomer, than a dead boomer's head flying right for me. Or, or um, I mean, uh, yeeting right toward me. Me, the young, lovable Zoomer
1: of the podcast. Jesus Christ, Andy. This is a new low. Are you getting so tired of being called old, that you're overcompensating and labeling yourself a Zoomer? No, Art, I'm a total Zoomer.
2: Uh, I, uh... I, uh, I'm totally into, uh... Fortnite. And, uh... God damn it, where are my glasses? Uh, Tic Tac videos. <laughs> Love getting into the Tic Tacs videos. Um... I'm in, uh... Uh... Ah, geez. Who am I kidding? That old man ghost head could have been me! I'm old as fuck! But this wouldn't be the last time this gaunt ghoul would show up to haunt poor Jackie. One evening, while trying to relax and watch a movie by herself, Jackie noticed a dark mist creeping into her living room before dissipating. Unnerved by this omen... She went to go check on her children, who were sound asleep in their room. Samantha was asleep in the crib, and Jamie was asleep on the top bunk of his bed. Which is friggin' rad, and easily the coolest place to sleep on a bunk bed. Close second, strapped underneath the top bunk. But there was a third occupant in the room. On the empty bottom bunk sat a thin old man. With gray, sunken skin, wearing a red flannel vest and dirty denim jeans. The man glared at Jackie with evil red eyes and then disappeared. Deeply alarmed by her paranormal encounters, Susan tells Jackie that this is a full-fledged haunting and she needs to contact parapsychologist
1: Barry Taff. You know, no word on if this guy was involved in Laffy Taffy. Mm. Would be interesting to know. But, Taff was involved in over 4,000 paranormal cases and had decades of experience dealing with ghosts. You know, he's actually most famous for his involvement in the Doris Bither case uh, back in the mid-70s, which was eventually made into a movie, which I believe is called The Entity. Um, so he's perfect to deal with this, right? Taft and his team show up on August 8th, 1989 to do a preliminary interview with Jackie. Well, when they arrived... They smelled an awful, putrid stench wafting throughout the entire home, and it seemed to emanate from the attic. I don't see
2: the big deal. If a man wants to eat egg salad by himself in the attic, just let him. There's no reason to call the cops or threaten to divorce him. (laughs) Andy.
1: (laughs) you really got to start separating your personal problems from the topics, my dude. Well, look, it's a problem.
2: Stop. (laughs) threatening to divorce men who like to eat egg salad. Why does this always happen to people who eat egg salad? They deserve love.
1: (laughs) Uh, Taff and the team also described hearing a loud thumping sound, similar to what they call a 200-pound rat, scurrying around up in the attic. Jackie told them about the flying severed head she encountered in the attic, and Taff's team, well, they wanted to go explore that area so Gary Bain, the team photographer, and Jeff Wheatcraft, his assistant, entered the attic and immediately described a feeling of being watched. In the total darkness, Bain attempted to take photos with the camera's flash, but suddenly the camera was yanked out of his hands and thrown across the room, causing both men to leave in a panic. After they composed themselves, they went back into the attic to retrieve their camera, but found the lens separated from the device. Whatever this entity was, it did not like being photographed, which, honestly, I can empathize with. (laughs) Staff also took a sample of the blood-like ooze and had a colleague do a scientific analysis of it, quote-unquote. The substance supposedly had traces of male blood as well as high iodine and copper content. Taff kept in contact with Jackie for weeks after this
2: first visit. He would later describe how he fit the bill, or uh, how Jackie fit the bill, as the archetypal haunting victim. Uh, she suffered abuse at the hands of her former lovers. Uh, she was under an immense amount of stress. Uh, she was experiencing difficulties in her personal life, and she carried a negative outlook of the world. On August 28th, Jackie called Taff in a fit of hysteria. Objects were being thrown aggressively around her house. When trying to retrieve these items, she felt a pair of invisible hands pin her down until she struggled to breathe. The team arrived a few hours later and Bain and Wheatcraft entered the attic once again. Wheatcraft later said in an interview that while the entire team felt uneasy about returning to the attic, they wanted to get to the bottom of this case. According to Wheatcraft, He and Bane explored the attic once again but didn't find much of anything. At some point, another team member, Barry Conrad, yelled up into the attic opening that Bane and Wheatcraft should return to the kitchen because they're hearing some strange noises like finger snapping. Okay, I swear to God, if this ghost starts scatting... (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) But as the two started toward the attic's exit... They heard Wheatcraft shriek out in a panic. Bane turned and instinctively took a photo with the flash of his camera. Wheatcraft had a length of cord suddenly wrapped around his neck, pinning him up against a wooden beam in the attic, choking him and literally hanging him. Wheatcraft says he remembers taking one step, then all of a sudden, his memory skipped a beat, and suddenly he was being choked by this cable with Bane helping to release him. They later found out it was an old clothesline and the line had been tied with a special seaman's knot called a bowline knot. Eventually, the team escaped the attic, but not without feeling deeply terrified by what had happened. This would be the last time they visited
1: the home in San Pedro, however. Following the continued increase in uh, paranormal activity, Jackie eventually moved in September of 1989, 380 miles north to a trailer park in Weldon, California. You know, everything seemed good at first, and Jackie believed she had finally escaped the entity that was haunting her. She was even able to rekindle her marriage with her ex-husband, one of the other main reasons she moved so far north. But in April of 1990, things started to turn sour again. She heard strange scratching sounds coming from the shed outside her home, and she said she saw orbs of light, strange orbs of light floating around without a source. Now, this isn't confirmed, but Jackie may have pulled a classic Kel from the Kenan and Kel intro. Ah, here it goes. (laughs) I don't know. You get it. It's a little little bit more downtrodden than that. (laughs) Ah, here it goes. (laughs) Later in the month, her daughter's bedspread went up in flames. Shortly after Jackie spotted a black mist floating in her hallway. Looks like this paranormal entity was now following Jackie. Neighbors also witnessed these paranormal events. In fact, local friends Jim and Janice Sorbet uh, were helping Jackie move a <laughs> or sorbet. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not good with names. <laughs> I I think I think it should be Jim and Janice Sorbet.
2: Whether or not it's that's Jim and Janice Sorbet,
1: say. Jim and Janice Sorbet. We're helping Jackie move a television into her storage shed which uh, when they described seeing a thin old man with glaring red eyes appear in the corner of the TV screen like a sinister floating DVD screensaver. <laughs> Jackie once again called for Taft's aid in the, man- in the matter. He suggested using an Ouija board to contact the spirit and see what was up with all the haunting, what it wanted, and if they could exercise it. Taff, Wheatcraft, Jackie, and her friend, Tina Lawler, agreed to be present for the seance. Now, they wanted to capture their activities, but unfortunately, or conveniently, depending on how you look at it, the cameras didn't work properly that evening. Again, this could have been the entity tampering with their equipment it doesn't like to have its picture taken. As soon as they began, the board started to shake, and the marker moved from letter to letter. Now, Andy and I will now do a uh, a reenactment of the questions asked of the ghostly entity and how it responded on the Ouija board. Andy will play the role of the question asker, and I'll be the ghost. The roles we were born to play, baby.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> how many ghosts are in here?
1: Phantoms fill the skies around you.
2: Why did you attack Jeff. Because you are
1: the likeness
2: of my killer. Why do you haunt and torment Jackie? Energy. What kind of energy? Dead. How long have you been trapped in the spirit world? Sixty years. Did you die in the San Pedro house? No. Where did you die? San Pedro Bay. Did you drown? No. I was held
0: underwater.
2: Do you live in the San Pedro house? My murderer. They deduced from the seance that the entity was a murdered man who was in a limbo state, not able to fully pass on. Eventually, they found the identity of a former resident of Jackie's house in San Pedro, Charles Pearson. Later, research showed that Pearson was a sailor who had a bit of a bad boy streak. He was the suspect in the killing of two people and had avoided arrest. Either one of Pearson's two victims, Herman Hendrickson and John Damon, may have been the entity tormenting Jackie, feeding off her negative energy and attempting to have their injustice known. Jackie says the ghost also revealed that he had been born in 1912 and died in 1930. With that information, she and her friends later discovered old newspaper reports of the death of seaman Herman Hendrickson, whose body was found floating under a pier on March 25th, 1930. Jackie now believed that the ghost of Hendrickson was the one tormenting her. What about the other murder victim? Well, according to Jackie and her friends, they apparently found out from talking to older San Pedro residents that a man named John Damon built the house at 593 West 11th Street. His ghost could have possibly been also haunting Jackie during her
1: residency there. Now, Jackie has moved several times since her original San Pedro incident and now lives in the Los Angeles area and claims the paranormal activity have finally stopped. Jackie also says that the ghost of John Damon... Finally, found peace. While visiting San Pedro in 1990, she claims she saw a ball of light that led her to a nearby graveyard where it hovered over a stone marking the grave of John Damon. She figures this was the entity's way of saying goodbye. The house at 593 West 11th Street in San Pedro has seen its fair share of new residents, all of whom tend to leave after a short tenancy. Now, some of them have confirmed hearing strange thumps and putrid scents emanating from the attic. Now, as with any ghost story, there are claims
2: of this story as well being a hoax. With the San Pedro haunting, the story's timeline has a lot of inconsistencies and differences amongst its telling. Uh, is this because it's a hoax or is it because of its legend? I mean, it has been retold countless times and each time embellished or changed slightly depending on the orator. Regardless, there is very little, if any, evidence at all. Taft's team has a few photos and some video of them exploring the house, but that's about it. Taft says that their equipment would fail when trying to capture pictures or video of the entity. Skeptics say this is pretty convenient. Also... With Wheatcraft strangling, skeptics say, why did Bane take photographs of it and not stop to help him immediately? Was this staged? On the other hand, Wheatcraft does have a pretty visible red mark on his neck in the short video footage we have from their team. If it was staged, he really committed to the bit. Way more than I ever have. Also, the alleged scientist colleague of Taft's, who did the analysis on the ooze sample, has never been named skeptics ask and i quote hey what's up with that end quote many skeptics also ask why jackie didn't move out sooner she claimed she wanted to but didn't have the means to just pick up and move all the time however many of jackie's friends and neighbors corroborate her story meaning there's quite a few people who believe in this
1: story but do you believe in the haunting of san pedro dear bunk bunkers? Was Jackie Hernandez tormented by an evil entity? And what would you do? Blood started to drip down your walls, perhaps in the very room where you listen to this show. Would you investigate? Would you follow our putrid scent? Well, we hope so. Because if you did, you'd find a heaping, helping plate of the whole enchilada floating right towards you. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message.
2: Hey, Bunk Funkers. This is Andy, and I'm here with my co-host, your co-host, Art. Uh, And we're coming at you today to let you know that we launched a Patreon. Uh, So if you have the means and you want to support the show, Come visit us at patreon.com slash Mr. Bunker Pod
1: and consider becoming a subscriber. Get an extra podcast episode every month of our brand new show, Andy and Art Debunked, available only on Patreon. We're going to be covering uh, various urban legends and myths. We'll do TV and movie commentary tracks and reviews. We'll do pop culture conspiracies and much, much more. Becoming a subscriber will also get you access to our Discord channel, where you can chat with me and Art and other bunk funkers from around the globe. you also get plenty of behind-the-scenes content and much, much more. So, please, help us support the show and keep the lights on in the bunker. Visit us
2: at patreon.com slash mrbunkerpod and become a subscriber today.
1: Welcome back, Bunkfuckers. That was our research of the San Pedro haunting. Ooh, the Ooh. San Pedro haunting. Now, Andy, I got to yes, ask. Okay. On behalf of all the Bunkfuckers, I know they're wondering it. Do you ever get worried that all your negative energy is like the Golden Corral buffet for ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: You know, I really don't. Um, You're more of a Cracker I'll- Barrel. You know, I think I think that uh, the difference between like Jackie Hernandez and myself is that uh, Jackie seems to have felt uh, despair uh, <laughs> in terms of her negative energy. Um, it was more of a you know a lot of stress and stuff, whereas. My negative energy is all externalized um, because I blame everybody else for my problems. I see. That's right. I take no responsibility
1: (laughs) for anything. Well, one thing you do uh, take responsibility for is um, eating egg salad in an attic. I mean, you're just so (laughs) passionate about it. Uh, I don't know.
2: If it's a crime to love egg salad, then I mean throw me in jail and I'll blast off some reeking egg salad beefers in there. I don't care. I'll blow Andy, the were back you of my this ghost? Suit.
1: Were you this ghost, Andy?
2: Uh no. Answer the, the point, question. I look the opposite of gaunt and
1: my head doesn't detach from my body. <laughs> oh my god. You said it. I'm not saying these things, right? I said you were from the Bay of Pigs back in the JFK episode. That was like episode 11. And ever since then, you've been self-burning yourself.
2: (laughs) I'm like like one of those birthday candles
1: that you can't put out. You lit the fire and now I won't stop. Um, Yeah, you famously had uh, FDR's everlasting flame put on your birthday cake. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a pretty big grave desecration, but I wouldn't have had my 12th birthday any other way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, Andy, I don't know. How long do you think a ghost could put up with you despite how good your energy is? How tasty uh, your dead energy is? Yeah. Frankly, I don't think that a ghost would probably like me. Well, why do you say that?
2: I don't know. It's like, cause ghosts want you to be scared of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the point of the ghost. Like, the ghost wants to scare you?
1: Yeah.
2: And I'd be like, all right, this is freaking annoying. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would get, I would go so fast from terror to being, like, just annoyed. It'd be like, okay, well. Quit <laughs> <if laughs> it! If you're not going to freaking stop, like, I'm just going to leave. I'll go
1: live in my car. I don't care. <laughs> I, now, I do feel at, like, some point, you know... The ghost would kind of you know maybe come up to you and like ask you a question about something and you'd give it one of your classic Andy like you don't want to make a hard decision so you do you talk around the point sort of sort of deal and I think um, I think at that point maybe you you would be tormenting the ghost what do you think the ghost would ask me (laughs) I don't know like whether it should invest in certain ghost stocks or ghost bonds <laughs> gotcha, ghost. It depends. Get ready <laughs> for a lengthy
2: answer. <laughs> you know, um,
1: if I was haunted, I'd probably talk to the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do, you know? Yeah, what else can you do? I mean, this motherfucker is like a roommate, a really shitty, messy roommate. Yeah. So I can stinking up the joint. Oozing fucking blood. He's cutting himself, shaving, or God knows what. Yeah. Oozing blood down your walls. I mean, clean that up, dude. Like, yeah. Clean your fucking dishes. Yeah, I mean, if I saw
2: blood oozing from the walls, I'd be more pissed off than scared. (laughs) Because that's going to stain for sure. I mean, what color were these walls? Oh, yeah. Brown.
1: (laughs) Before or after? A little bit of both. Oh, boy. Uh... I mean, this see is that's a, the thing The LA Times fucking ripped Jackie's bungalow a new one I mean Jesus Christ They called Jeez. it like a drab turn of the century bungalow I mean Jesus Christ LA Times What the Jeez. fuck She's fucking doing afford... the best she can Fucking yeah. give her a break Not everybody can
2: afford to live in Freaking Bel Air God You pieces of shit LA Times Fuck you Seems like a nice lady Yeah She had some rough times. Give her a fucking break, L.A. Times.
1: She became an office manager. She worked her way up. She got out. She's not haunted anymore. Assholes. Fuck. God damn it. Fucking L.A. Times. I feel like you, of all people, would probably feel some sympathy for Jackie. And I know this because I know you. I know this... I know this because I know you, but other people might not know mm-hmm. this because they don't know you. Right. <laughs> Jesus. That's true. Um well said. You, you hate moving. Oh yeah, for sure. To the point that it's almost insane the shit that you'll pull it up with because you fucking hate moving. You had <laughs> you you once lived in a place where you had literal sewage oozing down your walls on multiple occasions. Your mm-hmm. downstairs neighbor always mm-hmm. gave you the old boomstick on the, you know, the broomstick on the on the roof to tell you to keep quiet treatment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. your upstairs neighbor was a really loud comer and had really loud (laughs) orgasms. (laughs) You You told
2: me that. that. You told me that. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the middle of that. I was the meat in that sandwich. Um, (laughs) And you were just like, well, whatever, you know, I'm like, I can endure anything. I mean, you know, if, uh, so I, you're, you're right. I do sympathize with, uh, Jackie not moving. Right away, people who just pack up and move. Like, first of all, moving is a commitment. It's expensive to move if you hire movers, which I do because I don't like physical labor. And then you got to pack all your stuff into boxes and then you got to
1: unpack it. It's terrible. Yeah. Moving's awful. No, nobody likes moving. I mean, moving isn't moving one of the most stressful things besides getting a new job, a death in the family. It's like up there, right? I'd rather have all those things happened before I moved. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ, Andy. Sometimes moving doesn't have to be that bad. You can get rid of shit. You can let the last go. last time I moved,
2: I started a new job the day after we moved. Two days after we moved.
1: That was stressful. Oh, shit. Yeah, you did, didn't you?
2: But you know what? When you start a new job, it's really not all that stressful. You don't think it's that stressful? You don't have to do anything. Nobody expects you to do anything. They don't? You get there and they're like, oh, read this book. <laughs> or do these, tr- go to Andy, this training Are you sure you class. started a new job? Uh, I just... went to a Barnes & Noble. Doesn't <laughs> that count? I got
1: asked to leave. Is that not compensation for I my time? I leave quietly from the anime section. <laughs> I was reading the 18-plus mangas loudly, moaning, (laughs) expressing my displeasure and my pleasure. (laughs) Then I went to the grocery store and got the 18-plus mangoes. (laughs) Those are some sexy mangoes. (laughs) I mean, those mangoes are naughty. They're horny, and they want to be eaten by you. They've got a shape to them. <laughs> you know, you've always seen those ads on the internet for local sexy mangoes that just want to talk to you.
2: Yeah. Mangoes that have had children,
1: <laughs> but are
2: looking for some fun.
1: <laughs> I don't know what kind of milf mango sites you're on, dude, but. Mangoes you'd like to fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but don't, I, I mean, don't
2: go in too far. Oh, yeah, you don't want to hit That the, pit will uh, stop
1: you dead in your tracks. Yeah. It's always hard to cut a mango. You never know when you're hitting that, uh, that rindy, pity part. The pit, yeah. Yeah, the pit.
2: Um, what do yeah, you think about you, mangoes just in general yeah oh, big, yeah, big, big fan? fan
1: big fan yeah mangoes are great i mean i'll say this one of the most difficult fruits to uh harvest the meat <laughs> like bananas very easy apples even easier you just wash them and fucking go to town on those motherfuckers oranges okay and now we're getting some oranges kind of tough depends on the orange is the orange really cold Okay, now it's a little bit tougher to peel. You get the fucking rind under your fingers. Everything smells like citrus. God forbid you have cuts on your fingers like I do. I always do. I mean, Christ. I, every time I use a cheese grater, I get a new fucking cut <laughs> on my hand. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like the cheese grater is out to fucking torment me. Grate the cheese, not your skin. Yeah, well, it's tough, Andy. You get down to the little nibs of the cheese. I'm always slicing my damn hands on the goddamn cheese grater.
2: Flatten that palm out. Go with a flat palm.
1: Don't fucking mock me on the air, Andy. Mm, I'm just telling you, that's what I do. You know I've never considered that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I haven't. I know. You purposely are telling me on the air to make me look like a fool. Yeah, I could have told you this before or after. <laughs> but I want you to sit in your fucking stupidity i actually do have two cuts on my thumb from the cheese grater right now and it's very annoying but uh mango delicious um hard to harvest the, the meat because you gotta like chop off you kind of cut it in like a rectangle right you chop off one side and you chop off the other side and you chop off those two sides and then you're kind of like stuck with the right you know you might have some stuff on the front at the, the top and the bottom but then you're left with these like You got to do like a fucking cross stitch pattern. You got to fucking fan it out. And then you shave off the little chunks. It's like, Jesus Christ.
0: Halfway through uh, trying
1: to harvest this thing, I get bored and I just fucking throw it out. It's hard to peel. You got to deal with that
2: big, weird shaped pit in the middle. You feel so wasteful. You feel so wasteful, though, because it's so big. Yeah, I love the taste of mango.
1: Oh, it's great.
2: But it's uh, such a pretty color, too. Don't you? Don't you think? yeah nice vibrant yellowish orange color nice nice gradient um and the skin usually is is quite pretty also that red and green kind of color right right yeah but it, i I don't ever buy a mango because of that i feel it does feel wasteful it feels like I'm not getting the whole thing, and I know you could sit there and kind of like suck on the pit and get all the meat off, but it's like
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Where's uh, hey, where's where's Andy? Where I thought we were supposed to meet up. Uh he's fucking sucking in the car against sucking on mango pits. He wants <laughs> to get all the meat off of it. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know what I mean, but you do that with everything chicken bones, fucking mangoes. You're yeah, always sucking on stuff.
2: It's true. Um, sucking on chili dogs <laughs> down at the taste freeze. Um, well, welcome to dying. Mr. Bunker's uh, Fruitopia Podcast. We're ranking yeah. our favorite fruits. <laughs> ranking them from 1 to 94. Welcome
1: dude! coming in at number 72, it's the Huckleberry. <laughs> Definitely not my favorite berry, but
2: not my least favorite.
1: Um, yeah I mean but I'm a mango fan I'll buy a mango though I'm, I'm not deterred from buying a mango I'm not deterred from moving then again you know I definitely don't like moving I every year every time I've ever moved I've always said this is the year I'm going to get a moving company and then what happens I fucking do it myself because <laughs> moving companies cost an exorbitant amount of money and you can never get them last expensive yeah you got to plan ahead get on the schedule and it's hard. You don't know. You know, it's to secure a place, you know. Um, Our last move was actually
2: not so bad because of the moving company. They did a very nice job. That's right.
1: That's right. You hired Art's moving company, my moving company. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've, I've
2: never I had such a, a smooth experience. I mean... Our stuff didn't end up where, at our home. No, uh, I brought it to the but, wrong place. You know, we've, yeah, we've learned to adapt, uh, and it's not so bad living behind a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you get all the free pizza you want. Yeah, they'd have to throw out a lot of pizza. Yeah. I mean, sure, some I mean, of it's got bite marks and footprints in it, but
1: <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. It's good pizza. It's good za. See, it's I have better za. yet. You know, you, you keep, uh, you give me that. You made the choice star... for me. I didn't have the choice to, hmm? you give me that five-star Yelper. Go ahead. I'll, tr- I'll get you some fucking tickets. We'll get yeah. you, we'll go yeah. into that Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, we'll get you one of those, uh, sticky hands, you know, it last. I'm an elite cut. Yelper, Art. I, <laughs> I can't just give out five-star ratings to anybody. Oh, okay. So you're a failed, uh, food critic. Well You probably worked for the LA Times. Jesus Christ. I guess I'd I'd describe imp- I guess I'd describe myself
2: more as a self I guess I describe myself more as a self important pig um or
1: an egotistical glutton. Uh, I don't know. Really I wouldn't even say a pig is at least pigs can find truffles.
2: <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't know the first place to look. <laughs> Not even in the supermarket.
1: <laughs> um Andy, what do you make of this story? You're not a big ghost guy. This is this is common lore. This is your first episode listening to Mr. Bunker's Screws Podcast. Uh, welcome. But uh Andy's not a big ghost guy. He's not he doesn't have a lot of respect for ghostly encounters, but I mean you might enjoy reading them, but you know, is that fair to say? Uh um, yeah, I
2: think that Yeah, I think that ghost stories are like fun and 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 stuff, but uh yeah, I don't I don't find them Super convincing. I have never had uh, a, like a parent, like a ghost encounter myself, you right. know? So I don't know. I just, I always think that if people are having ghost experiences, there's probably something else going on. There's probably some
1: kind of explanation. Right. I mean, as the skeptics kind of point out, you know, Jackie was under a lot of stress. She was having a very stressful existence, single mom, fucking raising Mm -hmm. two kids, moving to Mm -hmm. some new place, Mm -hmm. messy divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. that's stressful.
2: Yeah. You know, I've brought this up before on this podcast and I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, there used to be this show that I saw a few episodes of on A&E, and this has been like over a decade ago, ago probably. Uh, I think that the show was called Paranormal State, and it was about these, uh, these people who went around and investigated uh, like ghost uh, hauntings and stuff yeah. in people's homes. And one of the things that the guy said in that show was that people who have stressful lives who have like messy houses and cause themselves a lot of anxiety in their homes tend to, to attract ghost encounters. Mm. So like Taft says, Jackie Hernandez is a archetypal haunting victim and seems like other people agree on that. But you know, where they see like, Oh, this people have negative energy that's attracting malevolent spirits I'm kind of like, I think they have personal problems that are manifesting themselves in other ways, or they're maybe a little bit in denial about the real causes of some of the things that are going on around them, and yeah. so they kind of create a story to fit that.
1: But yeah, I don't, I, I'm not so convinced that it's a ghost. You know, true. I mean, you know, you've got the classic ghost. Hunter thing. Oh, the camera didn't work, and you know. Oh, we sent it to the lab for. It's like what lab? You know, (laughs) where? Where did you fuck? Who? Who's the scientist? Like the ghost lab. Oh well, the scientist doesn't want to be named. You know, it's like all right. Well, why? Probably because they don't want to be known as the dude who worked on a ghost. But uh, ghost, ghost blood, ghost blood. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they have pictures of the ooze. You can find a picture of the ooze. It's not very blood-like. Uh, but, I mean, it kind of looks like dried blood or maybe dried coffee. Um, that being said, you know, if uh, certain rooms of a house can develop, you know, like I've seen this in like a bathroom before. Like, a, you know, I lived, I've lived in a few older apartments, especially... And this seems like this bungalow was kind of old, um, you know, old, old paint and old like, um, you know, if you're in like a humid bathroom, like the I think over time, like, I don't know what I'm going to fucking bullshit some shit here because I don't know what I'm talking about. But maybe it's the condensation of all the times you're taking those steamy hot showers, you know, mm-hmm. you know you're drawing a hot shower, you're jerking yeah. off, but you're not finishing, you're doing a Kegel.
2: <laughs> right,
1: classic Kegel. Uh, you know, and it builds up over time, and then it kind of like drips, and it leaves like a brown stain. You ever seen that happen before? You ever have brown stains in your bathroom? I have a lot of brown stains in my bathroom. Yeah, I'm sure multiple places. Your 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 uh your clothing your clothing drawer as well. Your dresser, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah brown stains pretty much in every room in my house. Um, yeah i I agree with you. Are like. In an old in old house, it's like who who knows for sure what that stuff is. I mean, like you said, did we really get a fair testing of the ooze? You know? Like did right. it was it really tested? 'Cause like show you said, us the ooze tests. We want to <laughs> see those tests. Release the test results of the ooze. Like you said, it doesn't really look like blood. It doesn't have a blood ish appearance. Um you know, one thing too is those uh those photos of Wheatcraft being strangled in the attic. Uh I gotta say, those
1: They're doesn't kind of look freaky. like he's struggling. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, it if you listen to his posed. interview, he's very like he's like it was I was up above the ground. I was being hung. And it's like you look at the photo and he's like he's kinda just standing with like yeah. his fucking <laughs> neck up against the wall, which Looks very uncomfortable. Um, Yeah, his head's kind of like
2: cocked a little because it's like there's a beam in the attic that's kind of in the way, but it also doesn't look like he's struggling to breathe. (laughs) Like it kind of looks casual like, oh, I got my head stuck in a loop again. Oh, Jesus. Swear, guys. This isn't the first time I've been here. I, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I certainly didn't put this up here for, uh, masturbatory purposes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. He did have like a red mark on his neck. So like, you know, you could say if it was staged, he, I mean, they fucking committed to it. So that's, that's, that, you know, uh, putting something around my neck. We've done a lot of stage bits over the years, Andy, but Literally, like, staging a hanging. I would not trust any of us to fucking do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would never put anything around my neck. Although I kind of feel
2: like he's got, you know, like, he's got room to stand, right? Like, it doesn't look like he's in danger. Right. But, I yeah. Mean, those addicts I mean, are creepy, though. I'll tell you that. I guess you like, kind of have to... Uh, go ahead yeah I was gonna say you kinda you kinda have to question though like why would they fake it you know what I mean right I mean I guess they really make any money off of this
1: no I mean maybe they didn't find anything I mean you know here's the thing Jeff Jeff Taft is you know connected to a book that became a movie about a case that he was involved in Mm -hmm. um Doris Bither Blither Bither Yeah. Um. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe you could say from a skeptic's perspective that he was looking for the next big thing. Ooh, we've yeah, got this haunted it. house. You know, Jackie is a very, like, that's a movie. I mean, that's that 100% is a movie. That's like every, not every horror movie, but you've got, you know, that this nice mom just trying to make ends meet, very sympathetic character. Oh my God, she's being haunted in this house. There's blood on the walls. Ah, there's an old man. He's creepy. Yeah, Woo,
0: floating heads.
1: Um, you know it. And then fucking you get the whole itself. backstory of the ghost too. Oh yeah, she's gotta go. She gotta go. Fucking discover the identity of Herman Hendrickson. Right. So you got that whole like searching aspect, finding the uh, the ghost's origins and stuff. That would yeah. make for a good movie. Oh, that'd make for a grand. Herman Hendrickson sounds like a fucking Stan Lee character for like a knockoff Long John Silver type superhero <laughs> <laughs> you know Stan Lee always had like alliterations for a lot of the characters names yeah
2: that uh, that's a good point um, I think he did I
1: don't know I'll Hendrickson the drowned man the drowned man ooh the drowned man that's good Andy it's good. Um, those attics are creepy, though. I've lived in places that have that kind of attic opening. It's just a fucking cutout in your ceiling, and mm-hmm. you push, you push it up, and like you literally, like it's such a, it's just such a, uh, I don't know what it is about it. It's just such an unnerving feeling because I think it's the claustrophobia. Like you're, you're entering a dark cold like area where there's you know maybe there's insulation but like there's nothing in there and it's dark and you don't know what's up there Mm -hmm. and you're like entering you're squeezing through like a little portal it's very unnerving i think the real thing about about it it. i think the real thing about it is that
2: you there's only one way to get into a place like that and it's head first yes and i think going you like you can't even you really can't even get your hands up there too much. So to me it's always like doing anything head first is instantly more scary. Yeah. Because you have like none of your regular human protections That's with your body. Point. That's a good point. Um because you know, like I've I i do not think I ever had a place where there was an attic like that. I never lived any place with an attic like that. Um but I've uh, I've seen attics like that or like one of those where you like pull down and there's like yeah, a ladder yeah pull a ladder yeah i think chill. that's less scary oh way less scary cuz you know um, like no. when
1: you pop when you just pop your head through it's like anything could happen to your head i've lived in an attic i lived in an attic for a while for about a year <laughs> that's <true>. i was <laughs> um i was the hunchback of uh Small church here in Chicago. It was a hunchback. I lived up the. I lived up there in my little attic with my friends Jason Alexander. And um, I,
2: I was the voluptuous Esmeralda.
1: That's right. You were so voluptuous. Oh, Jeremy Irons really wanted to bang you bad, <laughs> but he couldn't. Right. He had to, he had to deal with his. Chastity and his uh his piousness and your 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 ways, your ways about you, your dance moves and your songs and your pet goat. Yeah. I had all the moves and all
2: the animals. <laughs> I was like Dr. Doolittle,
1: but I And at the lot. end of the day I got a kiss on the cheek and I got to ride off with my best friend Jason Alexander. Mm. What a great day that was. <laughs> that was a great, good year in our lives. Yeah.
2: That was really the uh, a real fitting end to a great story.
1: Um, What's the scare factor on this one? What do you think? Ooh. Great scare question. Factor. You know, you got single mom. Pretty terrible. I mean, if you were in Jackie Hernandez's shoes, mm-hmm. which, God, I wish you were. <laughs> Me she too. She had so some nice butter. shoes, great shoes. Should those early nine, early nineties, late eighties Reebok pumps. <sighs> um, what I wouldn't give to have a pair of those right now. <laughs> what? What's? I mean, what's the scare factor on this one? You know, like what? What are we talking here? Is this mm. a scare? Are like, you scared of this? Is this a scary one? I mean poking your head up through that attic and seeing a head floating towards you is pretty fucking scary.
2: There's some scary stuff here I mean I think the uh I think that's scary. I think walking into your kids' bedrooms at night and seeing an yeah. old man sitting there is pretty scary
1: um which by the way, as someone who had a I had a bunk bed as a child, yeah, me too hell yeah, see that's why we're both chads because yeah. the top bunk is is. Bar none, the single fucking coolest place to sleep. Mm-hmm, for sure, when you have a bunk bed. You're like, nah, I'm on the top bunk. I'm above. I'm on a perch. Yeah. Your friends come over for a sleepover. Motherfuckers, you're sleeping on the bottom bunk, dude. I'm not on the top bunk. Um, my bottom bunk was a futon.
2: Oh, now that's cool. So I did spend a lot of time on it because it
1: doubled as a couch. Very In a nice. folded up position. Now, I will say, though, Andy, you have this futon that's pretty cool. I had a pretty fucking cool room as a kid. Let me tell you what I had. Okay. I had a glow-in-the-dark light. So, like, I don't know, what what do you call those? A uh, UV light? Like, they made everything UV. Dark light. A dark light? Yeah, dark light. You know, Jeez. it, like, makes your teeth fucking glow. It makes everything glow, and it, like, you can see cum stains. Yeah, I was going to say, this is, like... <laughs> the worst possible life for a teen boy. <laughs> I factor. was a little boy. <laughs> oh,
2: You got rid of that before you started coming.
1: No, I still had it. I think it's um, still even in my parents' home, but they probably don't want to turn it on because
2: talk about no, scary.
1: God. Oh, yeah. There's the real uh, scare factor. You come on everything, <laughs> especially in high school. I had a poster of Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler hanging on my wall. Oh, my, yes, of course. Uh Anyway. I had plastic glow in the dark, like stars and planets that were like sticky to my ceiling. So you fucking mm-hmm. flip that dark light switch. All of a sudden, I'm in friggin' outer space on my rocket ship bunk bed. This cum stained <laughs> rocket ship bunk bed. <laughs> listen. An astronaut's got to do what an astronaut's got to do. I got to be <laughs> astronauty, baby. He
2: had to astronaut all over. Oh,
1: there it is. Um, Uh, I had a big t-shirt that I think I got at like a state fair or some shit that had a (laughs) battery-operated speaker. Andy, listen to this. A battery... You ever seen anything like this? A battery-operated... You ever heard about this? A battery-operated speaker. (laughs) (laughs) On a shirt? On a shirt. That like... (laughs) That had some like nodes that ran up the shirt. And (laughs) the shirt... On the shirt were these like three aliens. And if you (laughs) press the alien's fingers... Like they were attached to the nodes, and then like it was like a little button, like in the shirt. Yeah. And then the speaker would make like these crazy alien sounds. <laughs> Tell me, heard. that's not fucking cool as hell.
2: Uh, where were the alien fingers that you had to push? Like, what part of your body were
1: people pushing? Your nipples. Your nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny, I had a cool fucking room. Okay, I even yeah. hey, even when I was a little kid, I brought I brought girls over to that room. Oh,
2: did you turn on and the sleepover
1: dark light for him? Ah, yeah, probably. Nice. Um. Yeah, when I was, <laughs> that reminds me of a fucking story. I don't know why I'm going to tell this story, but it's. I had a, I had like a one of the, one of the neighbor girls was like a friend of mine, but she was like a year older than me, and this is when we were, um. This is like we were little kids. Like we were like probably six or seven. Okay. So that would have made her like eight or nine or something, right?
2: Ooh, older woman.
1: That's right. And um, so I would play with her like all the time. You know, you'd play like little kid mm-hmm. games, fucking run around, tag, hide and go seek, throw. Right. Do whatever. I don't know. Fucking eat cheese fries.
0: You know how little kids eat cheese fries. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Then one day we were playing out front, like on the, one of the front front lawns of the neighbor's yard and um a bunch of older kids were like riding by on their bikes and she fucking told me to go hide because she didn't want uh she didn't want to be seen by the older kids playing with me (laughs) Mm, she was embarrassed of you yeah i mean andy if that ain't a fucking story of my life i don't know what is people embarrassed to be seen associating with me yeah no i
2: uh I totally can relate to that. <laughs> to her or to me? Yeah, to her. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense to me.
1: Jeez Louise. You know, you think you know your friends. You know, you bring them over. You have a sleepover with them. You show yeah. them your fucking dark light. Your cool yeah. alien t-shirt that's two sizes too big but has cool nose. <laughs> yeah. You really, and then that's it's just to get fucking back. You know, you wonder why I have goddamn trust issues.
2: Yeah. So hard to believe that she was then embarrassed to be seen with you after knowing all that information about you.
1: It's so weird. Like, I don't even, I feel, I can't even remember. It's so hindsight. Like, I'm like putting facts on it now that I'm a old man. Right. I wonder though, I was like a little kid. Like, I wonder if I, I don't remember if I felt embarrassed or if I was just confused. She was like, go fucking hide. I don't want them to see me with you. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Sure. Well,
2: my room was pretty cool, too. I had an N64, and I had a closet full of stuffed animals (laughs) and tchotchkes. So, I mean... Everyone was dying to come stay at Shea Andy.
1: <laughs> well, either way, we both had fucking bunk beds, which makes us goddamn just kings of the friggin earth. Bingo, bango. I insisted on it. Um, you know what else
2: you I insisted. wanted? You know what else I wanted? You held your parents room? at gunpoint, I heard. <laughs> yeah. You know what else I wanted for my room, but they wouldn't. What I really wanted for my room, but they wouldn't. Race car me? bed? No. Yes no. <laughs> again.
1: No, does it Definitely have to no. do with a bed? A Faberge egg that your cousin it, broke. It, no, it's Christmas a, it's, in like a 1998.
2: This is what I really wanted instead of the bunk bed. Um, they talked me into the bunk bed. A
1: baby's crib. <laughs> no, <laughs> that belonged to a different baby. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, and this is real fucking, too. Just a beanbag chair. No, a beanbag chair that's like a giant mouth. <laughs> no. No, not a bean okay. bag. Said water bed. What kind of, what there kind of cool fucking inflatable bed. No, not an air mattress. I give up. I can't think of any other cool beds.
2: I wanted a craftmatic adjustable bed. <laughs>
1: ah, what the fuck? <laughs> you wanted a fucking hospital bed, you freak? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be
2: Nice for watching TV and stuff when you fall asleep. Could be what re- the fuck? Could be- I had so many pillows on my bed to get my neck up. I was like, well, this would solve <laughs> a lot of those issues. I could just incline. You were a
1: geriatric. <laughs> That's what oh I wanted. I to we're both the, the biggest bed. fucking losers on the beach. <laughs> I'm out here fucking simping for the neighbor girl. Yeah, she tells me to go hide and you're over here fucking trying to read, trying to watch a murder she wrote <laughs> so you can be to bed, get to bed by like 8 p.m. sharp. Look, I think you could get a lot of ladies with a craftmatic adjustable bed. <laughs> this Now, this was a craft mac and cheese adjustable bed. Is that right? That's right. The <laughs> mattress was
2: uh, stuffed full lo- pillow with pillowy soft craft dinner. The blue box blues.
1: Oh my God. You didn't want a water bed. You wanted that fucking Velveeta cheese bed.
2: Yeah. Just a liquid vein of Velveeta running through it. Really
1: hot mattress. (laughs) Yeah. Did not work well in the summer. Runs hot. Um. Anyway, ghosts. Uh, oh, is that what the topic is? <laughs> you were about to rank. I think you were going to rank how scary this was. Oh yeah. Um, if you take into
2: consideration the the oozing blood, the disembodied head, the old man on the bed, uh, following you around, um, the mist, the mist, black mist, um, serum mist. And then the strangling.
1: I think this is fairly scary. Yeah, people sleep on the strangling part. Like, the, the floating head and the gaunt old man are like the centerpieces. Yeah. But what about the this str- fucking strangling business? Yeah, the strangling, you know, that's... Oh, wait, do you mean Weecraft or you mean Hernandez when she felt like she got strangled? Oh, it's 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 both. I mean,
2: yeah, like both. that all contributes. Like, her being strangled uh, by the invisible hands and then Weecraft getting strangled in the attic. Like... You know, if you take all of this at face value and take it as a haunting, that's pretty scary, I think. That's like pretty that's scary. like
1: above average scary. It's definitely scarier, I think, than a lot of the ghost stories that we've covered which are like ghost sightings. Right. This is this is this is your home. This is your personal space. This is where you live. This is, you know, and this fucking ghost is tormenting you in the place that you live. Our house, and the haunting in the state. place that you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I think it's pretty. Yeah, I think it's scary. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think this is. addicts literally... are scary. Addicts yeah. are naturally very scary. They're they're just they're scary. I lived in one for a year. It was a scary place to live. Um. You know, as I said, I lived as the hunt of Notre Dame for a year. Um, But, yeah, I mean, addicts, naturally scary. losing blood, pretty scary. I would move. Let's just put it that way. I would move. I don't blame Jackie for moving. I would move. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people should give her a hard
2: time, though, about not moving sooner.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, she's still left in, like, two
2: months. Yeah. I mean... It, it's not easy to move or break a lease or whatever the situation was like she was renting give her a break this is a person trying to work hard to make things happen under a lot of stress right plus when you have two kids like you can't just throw them in the car and drive off
1: like you, you got to have a about the place to go school system i mean you got to yeah. think about like yeah, there's all you get a fucking, like, I don't know, am I going to be able to find work when I move 380 miles north to a trailer park?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of considerations to be made.
1: So don't give me that. Don't give us that bullcrap. Well, you know what bullcrap that we can give the bunk Bunkfunkers, Andy, is our verdicts.
2: Wow. Yeah, we could do that.
1: Yeah. And they are crappy. But...
2: Y'all are bullish on us being crappy.
1: Hmm? Bull crap. I got it. Art? I got it. Yeah. I you with you. me? I'm with you. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead, Andy? Let's hear what you think. I mean, I think we kind of know where you're headed, but you know, let's hear what you think about uh the San Pedro haunting.
2: Yeah, I think I think that uh my feelings on uh ghost Stories and hauntings are pretty well established at this point. Um, you know, I, uh, like I said, this is kind of a scary one. It's a good story. Um, but I just am not a believer in uh, in ghosts. Um, this one's got a lot of stuff that happened. Was there something weird? Maybe at one of those points, a weird thing happened. Mm. Um, I don't think the explanation would turn out to be that there was, that was cause it was a ghost. Um, but there's some, there's some weird stuff that maybe could have a little more, uh, meat on the bone, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give this the tiniest shred of plausibility and go with plausible
1: quirk. Wow.
2: I think you might be surprised because you probably expected me to go case closed yeah
1: jeez hey I'll give it plausible quirk oh my goodness hang on let me check oh my god let me google real quick what the hell is freezing over hang on let me look outside my window Hmm? yeah Andy I see pigs flying yeah hang on let me text my friend Anthony Kiedis the red hot chili peppers aren't writing songs about California anymore no
2: yeah Oh, my goodness. This is a new day. I don't believe it. I'd like to know what verdicts I gave on previous ghost episodes.
1: I think you were case closed on all of them. Wow. Hmm. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm going to say it like I do. Yeah, you said that very confidently. I believed
2: it. <laughs> um. Wow. Well, there you go. I'm going to stick with it. Plausible quirk.
0: None of that's well, going to make go. me
2: reconsider. Um. I'm back to my old ways. Uh had a hot streak for a long time of just shutting things down, that's right, going all the way, but now I'm back.
1: I'll waffle just in case it ever turns out there was a real ghost, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, you ever go out to San Pedro and that you confront that ghost face to face you know
2: you ever you ever had a ghost
1: encounter me no um that yeah, being said, either. you know we've talked about. I don't remember when we talked about it. Maybe it was Black Eyed Kids, but uh, we've talked about like weird feelings with the supernatural. I think I'm a little bit more akin to it than you, at least maybe a little bit more superstitious of it for sure. Um, yeah, I frequently definitely. I won't sleep in rooms where I know that my relatives have died in those rooms. And you might be saying to yourself, Art, why are there rooms? You know, but you know, um, (laughs) how many rooms
2: did you have to cross off the list?
1: (laughs) More than one.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I don't know. It feels a little uneasy. I mean, uh, there's some about old houses, too. They're so creaky and. No, it's just so old and the air is so still. Just kind of like, what the, you know, what the fuck happened here? Um, And big <laughs> empty houses too. I've been inside big empty houses. You know? That's also like creepy. You're alone in the big empty house. You don't know what's coming for you.
2: What's creepier, a big empty house or an abandoned house?
1: Oh my God. The abandoned house feels more dangerous. The big house feels creepy. Yeah, you could fall through the floor. Yeah, (laughs) because something could... A raccoon could jump out and fucking scratch your face and then you have rabies. Or you could also... You know, yeah, you could fall through the the roof or whatever. I've I've explored some abandoned places before. My friends and I sometimes used to go explore abandoned places. We would, like, go seek them out, explore them. It's creepy. Um... And I don't recommend doing it when it's raining and very cold. But you know what? It makes for a fun st- makes for a memorable story amongst your bros. <laughs> you go fucking uh, explore an abandoned munitions factory out in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's going to be fun. just yeah. a night of fun. <laughs> then you go to a Denny's at three in the morning. And you and your bro are hanging out in the bathroom trying to clean the burrs off of your socks. And some trucker walks in. And feels uneasy about what you guys are doing in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you made it a trucker happens. feel uneasy.
1: <laughs> God, And dang. you get a Moons Truckers Over Miami and you go home and art. everybody has a good time. Well, yeah, that's why they're oozing down the fucking walls of society. What'd you get, Moons Over Miami? No, I don't know. I probably got like a fucking Grand Slam or some shit. Mm. Wow. I got the Hobbit Breakfast Grand Slam. And smogs, smogs, uh, fucking patty melt, golden patty
2: melt. Every time I go into <laughs> to Denny's, I just shout bacon alia
1: until they bring me some bacon. <laughs> bacon alia. Oh, man. Um. But anyway, as I was kind of like, I was sort of saying like, yeah, I think I'm a little bit i don't know i feel uneasy about ghost stories i'm definitely more unnerved by them than you are mm-hmm. this is a known piece of lore about the show right um they make me uneasy the supernatural yeah. makes me uneasy the you know i may or may not believe in angels that watch over us i you know and i guess on the flip side it may or may not believe in demons that watch over us hmm. that's I'm an nice artist what do you know, think an angel a, is
2: a supernatural Spiritual being, or do you think that
1: it's like a dead person's spirit? Thinking, I, I think dead person's spirit, but way cooler is the biblical depictions of angels, which were yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Fucking like concentric rings that are like floating and have eyes all over them with giant bat wings on fire. Yeah. That's, that's a fucking, that's like a cover of a metal album. That's cool as hell. Yeah, I agree with that um so do you think any of your deceased relatives have ever watched you masturbate probably they're probably ashamed of me Mm. and much like that neighborhood girl that i was friends with they don't want to be seen associating with me or my legacy oh god (laughs) i was worried what oh we were kids get your mind
2: out of the gutter we had a fucking dark light he watched me masturbate <laughs> uncomfortably. I was seven
1: years old, Andy. <gasps>
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a t-shirt with nodes. <laughs> hey, you wanna come over and finger my nodes? <laughs> it's me with like a mullet. Hey, what's up? I still sleep in a bunk bed. You wanna come over and finger my nodes? I got an alien shirt. You press my nipples, little duck. Oh, good. Sorry, good I gotta change the batteries. Oh, <laughs> Since I was a kid, it's still too big. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't fit me at all. I wear it like a shirt dress. You With come over, I'll turn my dark light shorts on Shorts I can you. find. Turn my dark light on. Yeah, that's a poster. That's a cum-stained poster of Tori Wilson, a WWE diva. Yeah, it's right next to my Harry Potter poster. What of
2: it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know most of the stains are on Paul Bear, who's standing in the background, but... Don't draw too many conclusions from that.
1: <laughs> yes, that is a Fabergé egg that I got at a state fair that my cousin broke in 1998. What, what of it? Yes, it up my cousin was not supposed to come into my room. My parents told us that at the Christmas, my cousins were not supposed to come into our rooms. And yes, he tried to climb my bunk bed ladder and broke my Fabergé egg. Yes, that's a real story. <laughs> have I forgiven him about it? No, I have not. It was a cool Fabergé egg. It was a uh, it was it was a brown egg and the artist had etched like a fucking eagle into the egg. The egg was stained and then he like scratched the yeah, whatever, I don't know, like the stain scratched the under, stain. It's cool as hell. Hmm. But yeah, my cousin nice. fucking broke it. Trying to climb my goddamn bunk bed. Well, your cousin's an asshole. Yeah, he is. Fuck him. Um, my fucking verdict here, I mean, you know, I'm going to say, like, maybe plausible minus minus. Minus minus, okay. You're a little more confident than me. Yeah, you know, I'm I, when it comes to like ghost stories, it's kind of like, you know, you know, I don't know what you're experiencing. You know, did you see a fucking head flow? I mean, I don't think that, you know, I don't know about Taft and 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 his team. But Jackie Hernandez doesn't seem like the type of person who tried to profit off of this. Maybe she did. And mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. Right. You know, maybe she tried to write a book or something. But, yeah, you know, I don't see that. I just kind of see a lady who didn't want to be tormented by a spirit anymore and I don't know I can't explain that it's very creepy yeah that's what I'll say okay that's all very fair I think you know, going to that house at night alone with a dark light would be very scary but you'd learn a lot yeah all that ooze was just come. <laughs> it was ghost come. What you it was ghost come. You knew we would say it, bunk funkers. Anyway, <laughs>
2: let's just get it out of the way here at the very end of the episode. Ghost come, ghost come, yeah, ghost come. You
1: happy now? Are we your little fucking dancing monkeys? Say the line, art. Say the line. Ghost come. <laughs> <laughs> bunk funkers. Those were our verdicts. Um. Let us know what you think about this story. Um, gosh, Andy, what should the hashtag be? Um, hmm.
2: It's a great question. Egg salad? <laughs> yeah, hashtag egg salad. <laughs> Use the hashtag egg salad. Uh also feel free
1: to let us know what kind of bed you had as a child. Yes. Yes, very good. I, I wanted to I want to learn that as well. Let us know. What was your room situation when you were a kid? Was it as cool as Andy and her eyes? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think any of you had that alien t-shirt. So <laughs> if you had touch, that alien way. t-shirt, please let me know. <laughs> um, let us know what you think. Uh email us mr.Buckerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Bunker Pod. Um, Find our YouTube by YouTube searching Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. And um, consider, if you got the means and you like the show, consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. Bunker Pod. Now, Mr. Andy Pod. Yes. What do you have to say for yourself?
2: Um... Look, I've been in a lot of stores. Okay, I've been in a lot of grocery stores. Never once have I been asked to put on a shirt. I don't feel like that's a crime. I don't feel like I need to be condescended to about what the laws are in the United States about wearing clothing in a grocery store. I don't shed like a dog If I need to buy artichokes without a shirt on, I am going to go buy artichokes without a shirt on. Thank you.
1: You know, I hope that that lawsuit with Whole Foods clears, but um, I'm not pulling any, you know, I'm not not saving my breath. That judge better throw it out faster than they were to
2: throw out all these artichokes that I tainted with my (laughs) chest hairs and open scabs on my chest
1: <laughs> oh god oh, Jesus
2: Ugh, gross well um like we've like oh like you've never walked through the woods shirtless and gotten a bunch of ticks <laughs> on your chest that you just kind of ignored for a day and then you had to dig them out and it left an open sore come on and then you get a scab and you pick at it And you eat the little scabby oh, And then you go God. Buying artichokes at the Whole Foods <laughs> I was making spin dip For your spin class? For my spin class We, we sit on bikes And eat snacks No pedaling
1: <laughs> No pedaling <laughs>
0: it's mostly. Just what are they doing in there?
1: We have a fucking class in half an hour. They're just sitting on the bikes. They're just sitting there eating cream
2: cheese out of a bowl.
1: <laughs> no pedaling. Big fucking sign. You slap it on the door. Handmade. No pedaling. the some rules. fucking. No pedaling. Some, some fucking like cartoon like hobo with like a fucking. Dishpan comes up and goes. Oh man! <laughs> <It> walks away.
2: <laughs> Take your freaking wares down the road, hobo. <laughs> we don't want any. No peddlers.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Well, anyway, <laughs> for not the titular Mister Bunker. I mean, there's no other way. <laughs> you know. Yeah, where's your slick segue now? <laughs> I've been, I've been desegged. <laughs> he had a segectomy. <laughs> had a segectomy.
2: Segectomy. not the titular <laughs> Mr. Bugger, <laughs> but for my
1: impregnable <laughs> cohost. How I propose. I am saying that. Was the whole enchilada?
2: Ooh.